0: all right welcome back to another episode of real talk michigan edition jeff here dan
1: how are you man i'm doing great buddy doing very good how about you
0: truthfully uh as far as football goes the the best i've ever been and i i mean that 100 percent. this is the best um football mood i've ever been um both of my favorite teams are playing really good football. In Michigan, playing the best football of my fandom. Uh, lots to like, man. Lots, lots to like. Lots to, lots to talk about. Lots to brag about. Um, let's start here. Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, they, they, they do. I don't want to say the impossible, but what felt like impossible. They, they go in Ann Arbor, at home. College game days there. It's a big environment, and uh, they upset Ohio State in, in a really fun game forty two twenty seven. Michigan owned the ground. Uh, wasn't going to take no for an answer. They rushed the ball for two hundred ninety seven yards. They uh, they limited Ohio State throughout the entire game. Uh, CJ Stroud did have what, what I would consider a big game if you're looking at just the stat line. I mean, he went 34 of 49, 394 in the air and two touchdowns. Uh, sacked four times, which was uh which was a big key factor in this. But I think at the end of the day, Michigan pulls off a uh, a monumental victory and easily the best victory in a long time and easily Jim Harbaugh's best victory overall. What would you think?
1: Well, I thought it was. Um, I thought I was an ass kicking. Um, this was awesome to see. Kind of s- just still surreal because didn't expect 42-27. I gave my predictions last week. And I thought if Michigan would win, it would have been like 38-35. But if Ohio State would have won, I said 40-29. Um, so kind of close, but the opposite direction. Uh, the best part about this for me is it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't decided on some bogus call at the end of the game, you know, via official. It wasn't a last-minute play. Um, wasn't a struggle to get there. Uh, Michigan pretty much dominated the whole game. I think they were down, you know, 10-7 at one point. And after that, they didn't look back. Uh, you know, we, we talked about last week with uh, Andrew on the preview. You know, Ohio State, there's no secret. They got three NFL wide receivers on their team. And... I would be happy to have either one of them three on my on my uh, Raiders team, hands down. Yeah. Uh, they're, th- those guys were going to eat. So, I know he threw for 394, two touchdowns, but the dude was under duress all day. They made them one-dimensional. I can't complain here, man. Like, didn't line it up in the passing game, you know, stat-wise, but, again, we didn't have to. You know, we took care of business on the ground, and Hassan Haskins had arguably one of the best uh, – know, single-handed rushing days of a Michigan running back versus Ohio State in school history outside of Tishmanga, Piaka, Patuka in 1995. Um, you know, I just, I'm still in awe. Uh, I Now that uh, Indy was on the line in this game, I'm kind of, uh, I'm not over this win, but... I'm ready to get to Indy now because we had something to play for. If we didn't play for Indy last Saturday and it was just a Beetle House date, uh, I would probably still uh, my my mood would probably still be where the you know, seconds or moments right after the game ended. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm still I'm still kind of there. But I just like I said, now that we're playing and got something on the line again, um, you know, I I'm kind of like a split right now, but again, I'm still ecstatic. This was uh just not expected to, to happen, and so like, and I'll I'll pass it back in a second. But I think mid third quarter, and Michigan is still you know throwing counter punches or just playing the the pipe still. And uh, I'm trying to like not get overexcited, trying to stay grounded, try not to you know get too high and then get brought down again. And I think probably with about seven or eight minutes left in the game, you know, tears of joy started creeping in because I'm like, holy shit, this is about to happen. But but anyways, yeah, man, it's pretty much the uh, the initial uh, feeling there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it was as good of a performance as we've played all year. Like, talking about having to play your best game, Michigan 100% played their best game um matter of fact they played really good football heading into this game they had their first four and oh november since 2003 that is uh, that alone just shows you i mean ask any football coach at any level high school college nfl what month would you love to dominate they would all tell you november every single one it's championship football and michigan played championship football and i think the thing that's like you know obviously there's there's so many things about the game like right before the game had kicked off we're we're tailgating you know through the through the morning and having a good time up until kickoff and um me and josh start to head up towards the towards the big house to buy some gear and you see the swarms of people heading in and, and the the snow's falling and i looked at josh i was like this benefits us. This is 100% beneficial to us. And college game day is literally right next to us, and there's people flooding everywhere. And I'm screaming to every Buckeye fan I could see uh, Michigan by a, billion, by a billion. And, you know, a- as we start to get settled into the game and we come out hot, we lead for a little bit, they, they, they counter punch. And then we immediately counterpunch back. We go in the half with a very small lead, but it seemed like, wow, we came to play. This is, we're in good shape here. And then in the second half, we never seen a third down. Not a single third down. They only threw four passes the entire second half. It, it is the most dominant performance I've seen Michigan ever put on on anyone, let alone our top rival Um, the thing that I think I've just gotten I don't even know how to like say it like I, I it's still so like surreal we're national news The Michigan football team is literally national news right now. Everyone is talking about us. You can't listen to talk radio with sports and not hear Michigan, Ohio state still being brought up or how Michigan is. And now all of a sudden, all the sportscasters want to talk about Michigan and how they're back and how, you know, first off, I'm super happy for Jim Harbaugh. Some of the outside comments though, uh, John Madden, John Madden, uh, Texted Jim Harbaugh and said, this is as good of an offensive line performance as he's ever seen. Matt Liner, coach at USC, or not coach, sorry, quarterback from USC, won a Heisman there. Said the Ann Arbor Michigan Stadium on Saturday was the greatest environment he had ever seen.
1: So sort did of Joel Clatt.
0: Thank you. That I was going there next. <laughs> Joel Clatt, who calls every noon game, in college football, watches a lot of them. He says it's the best environment he had ever seen that he ever been a part of. And as soon as that, that clock hit triple zeros, man, they weren't going to keep those, those, those fans off the field. hundred thousand people fit on the, fit on that turf. And, you know, I'm sure anybody that's listening to this, that's a Michigan fan. I'm sure you've seen the videos of the Mr. Bright Mr. Brightside playing and pump it up playing. And, Um, boy, oh boy, I had, uh, four or five different times where I kind of just got really emotional, you know, during the, during the end of the game and even on the ride home, as I started to drive and listen to different interviews and there's a lot to get into. We'll pass it back to you. But, um, one thing I want to say to anybody that's listening that maybe doubted Michigan you're allowed to get back on the bus. You're allowed to get back on the hype train. You're allowed to jump back back on the bandwagon. But I want you to privately apologize to this coaching staff, this team. Um, there's been a lot of negativity around this team for the whole season. It was just it was gross because this was this was a good football team all year long. And we 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 doubted them in ways that they didn't even deserve to be doubted. Like, I understand you you assuming we're going to lose to Ohio State. I get it. I understand that. But, man, this team was cr- ridiculed for playing good, like literally blowing teams out on the road, <laughs> blowing teams out on the road, and we're ridiculing them. Um, I'll pass it back to you, but this this win in Ann Arbor's, um, it eclipses any victory I've ever seen of any football. It eclipses Super Bowl victories. It eclipses everything. It was just, it was, uh, it meant the most.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this was this was no by no means an ugly win, right? We, like yeah, I said, we, like I said, we 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 dominated, and we dominated the line of scrimmage, and the way that the Michigan offensive line was manhandling the Ohio State uh, D line, I just just mind blowing. Uh, you know, I mean Hassan Haskins. I mean, credit to him. He was still finding the holes. He was still uh, being physical. He was still being explosive. But that offensive line was putting those guys on their ass. And I think it was it was the last touchdown. You know, a couple. I mean, not even two minutes left in the game, or just like two minute, two and a half minutes left. And when they hiked the ball, Haskins. I mean, he could have walked in there. I mean, there was no effort and no fight left in Ohio State. And that was that was pretty the pretty much the glaring thing here it was. Uh, you know, Michigan wanted it more, and I'll say this too: the way Michigan handled this game, and I kind of said it last week too. Uh, they got to handle this game every year like the, the way they did, and against Michigan State, you know that's a whole other thing for another day too. But he have they have to, to take both these game, both those games uh, as serious as this. Um, you know, a lot of that too comes with the leadership from the players, especially the seniors. You know, Aiden Hutchinson. You know, there's the play going around the world right now where I can't even – I don't know the Ohio State left tackle, but, I mean, before the ball, is even in Stroud's hands. You know, Aiden Hutchinson's chucking him like a soft pillow. And Hutchinson, he goes out and balls out in the Big Ten Championship Saturday, and he takes care of whoever they play in the semifinals. Uh, He is making a very strong case for the number one overall pick. Um, You know, God bless his soul, it's probably the the shitty Detroit Lions. But, uh, you know, this – You know, 42 points against Ohio State. I mean, maybe it's sad, maybe it's not. But this is, I think, the most points they've had against the Buckeyes since 1946. You know, that goes to show something. I mean, they've been close. They had 39 and 06, you know, but that's just been the way things go. I mean, Michigan's usually the one taking the blows, not giving them, and they get that you know, um, you know, and I'll I'll ask you this question too. I I heard this elsewhere. Um, you kind of you kind of flirted with it a second ago, you know. You know, apologizing to this team for all the the crap we've given it with Jim Harbaugh and uh, his obviously his November record being a problem going into this month. Now he's 4-0 in 2021 and with all his um, shortcomings with that win over Ohio State is all forgiven. Uh, Do you forgive Jim Harbaugh for all of the shortcomings uh, now because of that win Saturday?
0: Well, I don't want this to turn into like a bragging situation or or even like I'm a know-it-all, but I think and you you'd have to back this up. I've been a gym supporter for a long time. Right. The only time that I ever really got annoyed with the program was in 2020 when we, only, you know, it was just COVID COVID year despicable football, losing to bad teams, taking Rutgers to two or three overtimes, whatever it was. I mean that was really it. Like, yeah, I wanted to beat Ohio State, but I just thought they were so far ahead of where we were. And I didn't know if that was necessarily a gym problem or if that was just a Big Ten problem. There's a lot that you could equate it to, but um for me, yeah. He he saved he's he saved any negative thought that I ever had to him, he saved it. And I personally, and we'll talk about this in a minute, I don't think he's done. (laughs) I don't think he's done. And if we the crazy part is, this team, I think they had aspirations of this all along. And us as fans, we only set it up for them to beat Ohio State. That was our only aspiration for the year. Just beat Ohio State. We, we've said it. We tweet about it. We post about it on Facebook. Just beat Ohio State. That's all we wanted. Just that. I've heard fans out of their own mouth. I've heard plenty of fans. Okay, Some that I'm friends with. Some that I don't even know. I don't care if we lose every game. I just want to beat Ohio State. This, this team doesn't have those aspirations. Matter of fact, I don't know about you. I haven't heard a single post about any player. I haven't heard any talk. It doesn't even feel like we won a Big Ten East championship. I don't think they give a shit about it. I don't think it means anything to them. They beat Ohio State, and now they have, like you said earlier, they're they're moving on. They're on to Iowa. There's a title to be won, and if you win that, you're you're pretty much a lock for the playoffs. And then at that point, we're talking big time discussions, big time mm-hmm. discussions. So I don't know, man. I just uh, to answer your question in short, yeah, I, I think I think Harbaugh's forgiven and. You know what's really, really telling? You would have been okay, and I'm not saying you specifically. I'm saying you as in the Michigan fan, and I'm, I'm even including myself in this. I'm not, and I'm again, I'm a hardball supporter. We all would have been okay if he got fired after last year, wouldn't we? Have. Yeah. How sad is that? He right. was one year away. He was more, one like, year yeah. away.
1: 2018 I would have been
0: I was okay with it he was one year away and we almost fired him we could have fired him matter of fact he was willing to come back to Michigan on a pay cut on a pay cut when nobody believed in him he comes back to Michigan and puts this effort up this team this energy this focus I dude we don't deserve Jim Harbaugh at this point. Like, the, truthfully, the shit that he's had to go through in order to get to this point isn't even fair. And I understand there was a hype train around him when he got hired, but dude, we're lucky. We are, we are blessed. And you, you could say this. You could, you know, I understand if some Michigan fans are gonna be like that because again, this is this is one win. But it's like, well, what happens if he goes back to it next year? You know, I I get it, but the Big Ten isn't easy, and we'll we'll get to more of this later because I have a lot of thoughts on this specific topic and Jim Harbaugh and his future and all that other stuff, but Ryan Day, regardless of what you think about him, he's a good football coach. Ohio State's a great program. Michigan State just signed their coach for 10 years. They like him so much. He's been there for a cup of coffee. Penn State, they just signed their coach to a 10-year. Those guys have to win too. Everyone needs to eat at the table. You it can't just be Michigan. And if your expectation is for Michigan to go undefeated from here on out, turn this pot off, go root for another team. It ain't happening. I'm promising you that. They're not they're not going to go undefeated for every single season the rest of the year or at the rest of our lives. It, I'm so, it just you have to be okay sometimes with dropping games. You just you have to. You have to. But I'll turn it back over to you.
1: Well, uh, I mean, I mean, for me, not much else to to really go off of here. I mean, um, well,
0: answer your own question. Sorry, are you okay? Oh,
1: gotcha. with, uh, is
0: hardball oh. is hardball clear? Is he good now?
1: Absolutely. I, yeah, absolutely. I Again, going into there, there, there was that feeling too, where most likely we ain't gonna get this W, right? But now that he did, uh, it it, uh, it feels like the season is is now. A solidified success. It's 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 now confirmed. You know, losing to both Michigan State and you know potentially Ohio State the same season with uh, was showing so much promise on the back end of the year. Um, again, it, it would have been heartbreaking for sure, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about a win, and so absolutely, he to me, he's he's forgiven. You know, uh, I I'm not thinking about wanting to get rid of him in 2018 anymore. I'm ready to move on, and hopefully they just can keep building off of this and make, make sure that this wasn't just a once in every 10 year thing. M- me string these together, you know, going next year to win in Columbus, that's something we haven't done in quite a long time as well. So that's going to be a challenge. And we obviously are way, you know, long ways away from that. We don't know who's going to be returning. We don't know what the roster is going to look like. We don't even know what the recruiting class is going to look like. And so uh, it, when we get there, we get there, but, again, yeah, let's just keep building off this and just potentially three more games left in this season here. So take one at a time. And again, the, the, the theory, the, the idea of this team being different, uh, is going to be proven again this weekend. And then we just, we just stay one and zero, one one and zero, one one and
0: Yeah. One more thing before we move on from Jim Harbaugh. So Andrew po- posed this question, um, uh, on the live show. And I understand, understood why I did it. And it was a great question and it needed to be answered, but like truly, and I remember saying this to him, I was like, I I'm done with this negativity because I think we can win this game. And, and a is, I mean, if, if, and we didn't, but if he would have come up in a loss on Saturday, and it was close, you know, like, just like this, I still don't think I would have wanted him fired. It just, I, and I said this, I have a hard time, rooting against the guy. Cause I truly believe he wants to be the coach of Michigan. Like it's just in, yeah. you know, after, after this past Saturday, I've, I'm as all in as I've ever been. And I've always sort of been all in. So, um, any other news and notes before we get to liked and disliked and more of,
1: well, um, Nothing else about this game. Uh, obviously, when we get uh, in, into the next couple segments, whatever we have, some of the college landscape to chat about. But regarding Michigan, Ohio State, um, I'm gonna keep it in the back of my head for the time being, right now, and I'll reflect on it after the season. But as of right now, I'm looking at Hawkeyes.
0: <clears throat> but, yeah. Uh,
1: but anyway, so uh, I'll uh, I'll start with the, what I liked, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you like? So what i liked is, again, I kind of touched on it earlier in the beginning of my opening uh, remarks was this needs to be uh, handled like the like how we handle MSU games, because I liked our tenacity and I liked our will and I liked our effort, uh, you know, uh, out for blood. And I want to see that again, uh, every single time we play these rivals of ours. And I mean, hell, even when we get to the Big Ten, I mean, hell, I everybody, right? But uh, that's what I like. To that's what I, I like seeing was, um, you know, we're going to put you on the ground and we're going to stop on your neck.
0: Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here in a second. Um, I didn't really say anything ahead of time. I was kind of thinking of this as I was doing this. Um, right. So I'm going to say mine and then I'll, I'll give you some time to think as I'm doing mine, too. But because this was the last regular season game, um, give me something you liked throughout the season, too. Okay, but I'll okay. real quick. So um, for me, what I liked uh, from the game, first off, the offensive line play, the run game, the the pocket protection, um, literally the peer dominance of an offensive line. Uh, and that equates also to um, my dude, Hassan Haskins, 28 carries, 169 yards and count them up five touchdowns. Um what I liked over the course of the season uh, and the season's not done, but the regular season is wrapped up and regular season awards are being handed out. Um, this is the best set of captains that I've, I've seen at Michigan uh, in a long time. I thought the, the captains were huge. I thought that this team set a precedent from the very get and they stood up to it. They took on every task. Um, looking back over this schedule, it truly was a historic gauntlet if you really think about it and doing things that this Michigan team hasn't done in a long time. And these captains are so in charge of that. And obviously the coaching staff was, was huge too. What did you like?
1: Uh, I kind of predicted, you know, or I had, um, in hopes and in, in, in uh, preseason of week one and over the course of the season, I just really admired these guys as, uh, the way they handle adversity and, you know, week one, when we we're doing our, you know, preseason of the schedule. And I had mentioned that, you know, previous Michigan teams, man, when, you know, it's a domino effect, snowball effect. So when something bad happens, they can't get themselves out. They dig their holes deeper and they just didn't do it that, you know, they didn't allow it to affect them this year. You know, if they turn the ball over, they get a defensive stop, they score, or they they make up for it. Okay. You know, Just like in this game, K. McNamara, we go down the field in the run game, we score a touchdown. Uh, You know, they get three points. Or or we, sorry, we stopped them on, I think, a three and out, if I'm not mistaken. We get the ball back, we go down to the red zone, we throw a pick. They didn't panic. They didn't let Ohio State, you know, uh, get on top of them, okay? They were so, yeah, they were down 10 7, but you know what? They kept fighting back. And then again, like I said, they never stopped looking back after they got past that three point deficit. And so, Throughout the course of the season, man, that was the one thing I was worried about, especially with this road uh, the road schedule that they had. I didn't think that uh, a lot of this was going to happen. But, again, they, they they rejuvenated this program. And I think a lot of credit needs to be uh, handed to Mike Hart and getting these running backs uh, and this running back stable together because, um, you know, this is the first win that Mike Hart had against ohio state and it came as a head as a, an assistant coach so um i also like that i i love that hire and i thought mike hart it was just an underrated not talked about enough uh assistant coach
0: 100 percent agree um something i disliked from the game several things i disliked that i didn't get tickets <laughs> um I dislike that I didn't outright pick them to win when I felt as confidently as I did. Um, and I dislike that I didn't give Jim Harbaugh enough credit. Over the course of the season, I dislike that we couldn't finish against Michigan State and have a chance at an undefeated season because I think this team was actually capable of it um, and deserving of it, too. What about you?
1: Well... What I didn't like about the game, well, I mean, it was honestly kind of hard uh, to find something I didn't like. I mean, outside that, the interception yeah. in the outside the, the interception in the red zone. I mean, other. I mean, what can you really not? I mean, they scored literally almost every drive they had the ball. Uh, they stopped or they they slowed down the one of the the number one passing offense in the country. And granted, the stats are going to show that they got the yardage, but guess what? We play a game where we count. The winning and losing uh, determined by the scoreboard and not by the yardage. So, um, but over the course of the season, the one thing I didn't like, and we we kind of, uh, kind of grew out of it in the last month of this season, was the quarterback roulette thing going on. That's probably just going to be something we're going to be dealing with while these two quarterbacks are here. Um, still probably going to be on the edge of my seat when we see that rotation happening. Um, but it is what it is, man. Uh, and again, yeah, it, it, it's, it's tough to swallow dropping one NEL when we were the, clearly the better, better team and that one got away from us, but, uh, that was just one game and, you know, Mel Tucker's not going anywhere. He inked a huge deal before getting piped the following week. And, uh, so next year we have a uh, little brother in the big house and, uh, it's time to, uh, to repay the favor.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, need a little bit um, more of. For me, I I could have I could have gone on all day. I had so much that I want to see more of. Uh, <laughs> first off, and this this dates back to week two, when we hosted Washington at home at night. So many people that I knew attended the game things that I was seeing on social media, being able to watch the game, the energy at Michigan Stadium seemed like it was just different. It was renewed. It was loud. It was like people were saying, like, it was deafening. They brought that energy and some on Saturday. Dude, if we become a home field environment like that, because so many people have always said like, yeah, we, I mean, Michigan Stadium's not scary to go to. They're not loud. All the noise leaves and they don't, I mean, they sit down there. If we become an environment that people fear to go to like happy Valley, like Columbus, like Clemson, like Tuscaloosa, like the swamp, dude, that's, Oh boy. I mean, that's huge. Um, also championship level football, reduce turnovers, Pound people in the mouth. That was literally Michigan's MO this year. We were, I mean, we literally never, we rarely turn the ball over. And we punch people in the mouth. Like, that's that's championship level football, dude. Um, Our balance, you know, like this year we averaged 226 passing yards and we averaged 224 rushing yards. We are literally the most balanced team. (laughs) And people say we can't throw it. All we do is run it. Like, that's weird. The stats show differently. The stats show we do both equally. And I I have on my notes blue pants, but in general, the uniform combinations have given a small spark to this team. It doesn't seem like much, but it is. Um, We're undefeated in blue pants. And at this point, it's like, I think Harbaugh just understands, like, We need to spark this program up. And the biggest thing I want to see more of is everything you did this year and some to prepare to beat not just Michigan State next year, but Ohio State too, both of them. And if you come up short against one, it is what it is, but you got to get at least one every single year as you compete for titles, Big Ten titles, like we're going to do Saturday.
1: Um, More for me is just – the November success and building on it. Uh, Absolutely. You know, it's outside of 2015 and, and, and 2011. Uh, Michigan has finished the season on a two-game losing streak or more. And, I mean, that hurts you. I mean, we got to finish the season strong. you got to get that momentum going into the following year. You know, 2011, they win the Sugar Bowl. And, you know, 2012, they, they swapped Denard. To running back, they put Devin Gardner under center, and it just it seemed right, but it didn't seem right at the same time. In that season, twenty twelve, it just didn't end well. You you lost to Ohio State in Columbus when you should be clearly you know in control most of the time, and then you you drop the uh, the Gator Bowl against uh, uh, Jadavion Clowney and the, and the Gamecocks, um, and then when you get to twenty fifteen. Uh, you know, they, they, they finished that with a blot win against Florida and 2016, they followed that up with a pretty solid season, but they ended it, they ended 2016 on a bad note. You know, they, they lost to Ohio state. They tried to make a small comeback against Florida state. They didn't come, come away with the W. So you by winning the big 10 championship Saturday that can propel you into the off season. Uh, just, in monumental ways, recruiting, uh, who decides to come back, who decides to leave, and you know, even if they win Saturday against Iowa and then they lose the semifinal, or if they win the semifinal and they lose the Natty, I mean that that's something that's a peak that Michigan hasn't reached in quite a long time. I think even with a loss to that at that level, I think that it can still give you enough momentum. I'm just saying that losing two at the end of the regular season. And you know the bowl game, whatever it just uh, has not bode well. And one final thing too, that I wanted to see more of over the course of the season was just more fan engagement, like you said, uh, Michigan, you know let's be honest, uh, you know a lot of a lot of teams, you know don't really fear going in there too much. And a lot of that uh, it comes from Ohio State. Obviously, you know this past Saturday, not as much as we've seen recently, but you know when Ohio State fans, come to Michigan to watch the game, there's a sea of red, right? You can definitely tell who's who in the crowd. When you watch the game in Columbus, you see a a yellow dot, you know, in like one in every section, partially because let's be honest, the Buckeye fans are assholes. And are you going to go to a game in Ann Arbor where a Michigan fan is going to offer you a beer and a steak dinner, or you're, you're going to want to go to Columbus where, you know, you might go back and you're going to have tires slashed, your car flipped over, or on fire. You know what I'm saying? And that's a little of exaggeration, but obviously the the crowd's more hostile. Now, I'm not saying Michigan fans got to be, you know, life-threatening, but, uh, you know, be more energetic. Get into the game. You know, they call for a maze out, wear a maze, uh, colored shirt or jacket or something like that. Obviously, they aimed for that on this past Saturday, uh, past Saturday's game, but, I mean, it was a... It was a blizzard <laughs> at times, so not everyone has that specific type of clothing, but you know what I'm saying. So uh, those are really my just points of emphasis to uh, to go on in the future. I mean, we got to make sure that this is going to be a, uh, you know, a, a part of a routine here, not just going to fall back into 10 more years of getting our ass kicked. You know, we got to, you know, up the ante.
0: <clears throat> no more Ohio State. They're in the rear view now. They are in the rear view. We are on to bigger and better things. Yes, I said better things. Uh, Michigan, Iowa, Big Ten championship game this weekend. Michigan's currently favored by 11, at least from ESPN that I was was reading before we we started potting. Um, This is obviously their first Big Ten championship appearance. Uh, Michigan averages 37 points a game, gives up 17. Iowa averages 25 points a game, gives up 17. So a little bit of a a difference there. Um, Michigan has one loss to Iowa's two. Keys to victory. What do you got?
1: Uh, Keys to victory. Uh, For me, it's taking... The build of the Ohio State game and and implementing it here, and what I mean by that is, be aggressive, uh, make a statement here. Iowa is a kind of a Walmart version of of what we do. They have a good defense statistically, and um, they they want to run the ball. But the thing is, the difference between our schools is we can run the ball successfully. They at times have problems doing it. Um, I think that. We need to be balanced. I think that's my key. Be balanced, okay? Um, you know, Iowa, I think in the one point in the season, uh, I was watching an Iowa game briefly, and at that the moment I turned on the TV, I heard something about, at I think it might have been like week four, or week five. Uh, they were at one point like seven or eight games in a row having a streak of having an interception, okay? So Iowa, known for being more of a tight end U, they do produce a lot of good defensive backs. Um, so we'll see if they stack the box or not. I think this is going to have to be just a balance attack from Michigan, and uh, punish these quarterbacks. Iowa's quarterbacks, Spencer Petras and Alex Padilla. I don't want to jinx myself because of what I said last year about uh, uh, Rocky Lombardi at Michigan State, but these guys not that threatening. Make them uncomfortable. Make them make them throw the ball. If we get up on them, I was going to have to sling the rock. They're not good at doing that, so. Get on them early, be balanced. That's my key.
0: Yeah, I mean, ultimately I would like to see a very similar game plan to what we had this past Saturday. Come out, establish yourself up front. That's the first thing. This team's very stingy on the defensive side, just like us. And you actually nailed something on the head that I was gonna say. This is literally a lower version of what Michigan is, and that's now that's not an insult to Iowa. Um, They just haven't been able to do it like we have this year. I mean, we've been more successful at doing pretty much everything that Iowa does. Um, Get up in their face. Keep the pressure on when they're going to throw Aiden Ajabo. Uh, you got to run the ball. And don't be afraid to go over the top on this team. A, because you have aspirations to continue with this. You gotta start showing on film that you're gonna go over the top more often. and they did a good job with that against Ohio State. I think they had three, four I think four or five um, 25 plus yard plays. So they were they definitely showed some big playability and they have that. Uh, don't don't outcoach yourself. Don't outcoach yourself. That is a key to victory here. This is a game you can win. This is not a Goliath of an opponent. You are favored in this game. Come out, do what's, what what has won us games all year long. And I think at the end of the day, we'll be holding a Big Ten championship. I think we are the better team, the superior team. And what we've done this year works. And Iowa's not go- too good to stop it. Can Iowa win this game? Absolutely, I win, win this game. But I think... More so, Michigan can definitely lose this game, and I, I think they have to make sure that does isn't the case.
1: Absolutely. Uh, um, go, ahead, go
0: ahead. I was going to say, do you have a prediction?
1: Um, I, well, I guess, like you said, they're an 11-point favorite. Um, I, I did a lot of, uh, you know, common opponents, uh, you know, looking at their, their stats and their scores, and, you know, I guess that really has to do with my prediction, but I'm thinking I'm thinking this could be a 15- to 20-point victory. Uh, if it's a blowout, I think I might be shocked. But I think it's a two-point, or excuse me, a two-possession type of game. Iowa has kind of had this weird voodoo about them, especially at Kinnick Stadium at home against Michigan. You know twenty sixteen dropped dropped the egg there, dropped the l there and then uh, you know 2011, dropped the l there and you know we both those years we, we had the better team there's just I don't know, it's just something weird about them. but I think being at a neutral field, I think that kind of I think that kind of goes away uh, and I think it propels the Michigan to uh, about a fifteen to twenty point win, you know and like I said like I'll get to the the comparing of the scores here. I won't go through every one of them, I guess maybe not, but um uh, uh, you know they they got common wins like we do, and by just looking at that, I, I get I get uh, a little bit more comfortable just because of we did it a little bit better than they did, and so yeah,
0: yeah, I think that the um, the neutral site is actually an intriguing part of this game. First off, I don't think it's going to be neutral. I think Michigan is going to take this place over. Um, Time will tell. We'll see. But uh, it'll, it'll be an interesting aspect of the game, but I I think ultimately Michigan is just probably too much for Iowa in what will probably be a low scoring game. I like them 28, 14. Um, I don't think Michigan has the success that they've had against other teams dropping 30 or into the forties. Uh, Iowa is way more stingy, and well, I mean, they're pretty disciplined. But I think they'll do enough to get some wins here, and they might even get a late pick to even make this a bigger win. But uh, I like 28-14 for, for the Wolverines to win the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, kind of crazy we're at this point. You know, I, I honestly thought that you know I'm making it seem like I'm pessimistic, because I truly wasn't pessimistic, but I thought we'd be on a bye week this week and then next week we'd be talking hoops and, and, and start moving towards uh, our bowl game. But it's like, we're in the thick of it. I mean, we're, Dude. this is, this is unreal. I mean, it, it seems surreal at times, but um, Michigan's going to play for a big 10 championship on, on Saturday and you're going to be there. How excited Absolutely.
1: are you? Dude, I am. Uh, I'm very amped up. Um, you know, for obviously a lot of everyone listening doesn't know, but yeah. So yeah, I'll be there with some friends. Um, I'm trying to get my, our boy here, Jeff to go, but obviously, uh, everyone's real life schedule kind of gets in the way sometimes. And, but I was fortunate enough to where my wife is going to be at home and, uh, taking the kids to birthday parties while I'm out partying in Indianapolis, but, uh, I'm super excited, man. And, you know, it's hurting my wallet, it's hurting my bank account, but I feel like this is this could be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I'm going to take advantage of it. I, the, the national championship is in Indianapolis, but that will put me in the red by thousands of dollars because of just the national championship at stake. But um, going there, it's a three-and-a-half-hour drive. I'm just super hyped, and uh, we're out, we'll are we be on the 50-yard line. And uh, the, the best part about it is I got the tickets from Buckeye fans uh, my boss, one of my bosses at work, or whatever, is an Ohio State fan, and him and his brother in law have been buying tickets to the g- this game ever since it was instilled in 2011. And you know, if you're Ohio State, you know, you're confident that you're going to be contending for the title every year. And if you so happen to not make it, you can sell the tickets to somebody. And, um, fortunately for me, and unfortunate for them. Uh, They they sold them to me, but they're they're good eggs, really. Well, at least my boss is. I I guess his brother-in-law is more of that typical Buckeye Michigan, uh, his dirt bags. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I'm absolutely man. I'm I'm hyped.
0: Well, let's uh, let's get to the mailbag here. We got a couple of questions. Uh, What do we got here? All right, this is coming in from Jamie Lado. Jamie, thanks for listening. Go Blue! Uh, Is Cincinnati's win? And in, or does a one-loss Notre Dame, one-loss Big Twelve champ Oklahoma State bump them out? Who's first? Uh, I mean, uh, I go ahead and go.
1: All right. This is, this is an intriguing final uh, final weekend here of uh, pre-playoff stuff. I think well, Oklahoma State is going to be number four in the country if they beat Baylor in the Big Twelve Championship. I think Cincinnati's going to get bumped out. I've said it all year that Cincinnati is going to be the one to get hosed. If you think it's unfair, if they do get knocked out, and that just that's just what comes with the territory of power five and non-power five. Okay, Oklahoma State's going to be in a battle with Baylor. Baylor's not a team that you can sleep at the wheel with, just like Iowa is, you know, and. I think Oklahoma State wins. Uh, They have one of the best defenses in the country, and that's hard to do in the Big 12 because damn near all 10 of their teams have just awful defenses traditionally. And so I think Cincinnati is going to get bumped out. Now, what was the second part of the question? Uh, I think
0: they were trying to say would they get bumped for North uh, Notre Dame or Oklahoma State, which you already said Oklahoma State, but I think you're... By saying that, you're implying that Bama's gonna beat Georgia.
1: Oh well, I think that if Notre Dame wins, well, yeah, I guess I, I should say that I should say okay, yeah, I I'm so I apologize. I kind of I did part A without thinking about part B. So if Georgia beats Bama, I think that Bama. I think I don't know, man. I think Bama will move to four. I think Cincinnati is just screwed either way, to be honest. Let me with, give yeah.
0: you. Let me just give you two scenarios. Just to, yeah. Just to make this easy, Georgia right. beat Georgia beats Bama. Michigan right. win. Michigan wins. Yeah. Cincinnati wins. Oklahoma State wins. Do you think that's the final four?
1: <clears throat> I think it's a very good possibility. Yeah.
0: I I'm of, I'm of the liking that if those four teams all win, that is your final four. Um, if Bama beats Georgia, that's huge. Cause then you got to start crossing hairs. Is it Cincinnati is it Oklahoma state. One of those two teams. Now, obviously if Oklahoma state loses to Baylor, that opens up for either Alabama, Ohio state, uh, potentially Notre Dame, but I find that very hard for them to throw Notre Dame in without a head coach. Uh, I don't know, there's a lot there, but um, I hope that answers your question, Jamie. We have more to talk about here in a second. Um, moving on here, I'm going to ask two questions in a row after uh, after this question, but let me, let me skip to go here. Jamie with another question. Did the media get it right naming Mel Tucker Big Ten Coach of the Year? I'll let you start.
1: I don't think it's... I don't think it's not a good uh, choice. I thought that uh, Luke Fickle or uh, Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State could have easily been uh, no, the better. just
0: better. This is just Big Ten Coach of the Year.
1: Oh, oh, sorry. Big Ten Coach of the Year. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no. Should have been Harbaugh? Should have been Harbaugh. Now, when it comes to the national, I'm sorry. I know he didn't get coached national coach. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought when I saw the report, I thought he was named national coach. You're not Big Ten. But sorry, uh, in terms of just the Big Ten, no. I, thought, I think Harbaugh, after this past Saturday, I think he deserves it, to be honest with you.
0: Um, I don't disagree with what you just said, but I actually think Mel Tucker does deserve it. Uh, I went back and listened to our, our season preview um, for Michigan and Ohio State. And though Michigan was bad last year, we expected them to be slightly better. We didn't expect them to be this good. We both predicted roughly 8-4, and 8-5, and five, somewhere in there. Um, but we both predicted Mel Tucker and the Michigan State to be terrible. We did. We thought they would be a train wreck. They weren't, they can, I mean, they they started the season unranked and I think they got to like four or five straight lot law- wins before they even got to the top 25. Like people weren't giving them any credit and they were beating a lot of teams and played really good football until the, until the very end. Obviously they ran up against a very good Ohio state team, but I thought Mel Tucker deserved it personally. And they beat Michigan. So, um, with that said, I mean, trust me, don't get me wrong. I mean, Hardball beating Ohio state was huge, but I think ultimately Mel Tucker has set themselves up to be uh, really good. Uh, I'm going to read these next two questions, but this is going to basically lead into our whole ne- next topic here. So uh, this one comes in from Jen Fisher. What's your take on Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame to coach LSU. Okay. And then you actually put a question in here, obviously probably just as a discussion, but giving Giving Brian Kelly credit, putting Notre Dame 10-plus wins a season, does he leave a bad taste in your mouth for skipping out on the next job before the postseason? So, obviously, we're going to talk a lot of Brian Kelly here. We're going to talk a lot of coaches. Let's start with Brian Kelly. What's your opinions on him leaving Notre Dame for LSU?
1: Well, I think LSU is, I mean, maybe – some disagreements out there I think else was an upgrade in terms of uh, a program. however, the way he did it was pretty shitty and it's not the first time he's done something like this. I just I just I know Brian Kelly's respected amongst his peers he's respected amongst the media uh, I mean for the most part with his with his colleagues and peers right but And we'll get to that in a second, but I just skipping out on, well, potentially not being completely out of the playoff race, right? There is a chance that Notre Dame could be a top four team for the playoff uh, if some things go their way. And so by having a press conference today with an LSU pin on his chest and purple and gold or purple and yellow uh, suit and tie, I just think that's just pretty shitty, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely see why you think that and what you're saying. Unfortunately, it's not his fault, if that makes sense. The way that college football has positioned their rules, regulations, the way their season maps out, um, early signing day is in, like, two weeks. Why? The season's still underway. Like, why is, why is it even an option for a coach to be out on the road recruiting right now? And if you want, if you have aspirations of leaving a program, he was there for 12 years. He literally went like, I think he went undefeated, one loss, two loss. Those are basically his three records. He won a lot. He won a shit ton of games there uh, and put out a ton of players and. Brian Kelly, obviously, d- despite what I think of him as like as a coach, like I wouldn't want him coaching my team. I just like the way he acts sometimes can be very childish. He's a little, little
1: troll. He, he's he's the Bob Stoops of Notre Dame. He he gets to he gets you to the to the boat. He just can't. He just can't. Uh, he just can't. He can't, can't captain. Okay. He, yeah. He'll get you. He'll get you there to the promised land, but you're gonna get waxed by Bama or whoever they they go up against. I get what you're saying about. You know, it's not necessarily his fault the way the system is, because that was going to be one of my questions. I'm like, is it, is a coaching carousel situation really the coach's fault? Or do we just have a system that's, that's broken? And, you know, Joel Klatt defended him on Colin Cowherd the other day. The yes. thing is, is I still think that it's shitty. Yes, it is shitty, but maybe it's more of a two way street. And, you know, the whole, the video that got leaked of him having his meeting with Notre Dame for four minutes before dipping. You know, I don't know. It just, it's not a good look on the coach because they're deciding to leave. And again, if we're going to have early signing day where it is now, that has to get bumped somehow. And we need to have maybe kind of like the NFL, we have a, just a, a period of time where nobody can leave or this is when you can leave. Because I like to talk about Lincoln Riley here in a second too. We had Lincoln Riley tip sets at USC.
0: Yeah, I guess at the, at the end of the day, going over to the NFL just for a quick second, I've always been very pro player. Like, whatever the player wants to do, I've always pretty much backed it because the ownership won't blink an eye if they want to cut you, fire you, whatever they want to do. It's not even, it's literally, they'll do it. There's no holding back. Well, with college, there are no players that are getting paid by the university, so to speak. So, really, the most polarizing figure on campus is always the head coach. And if Brian Kelly were to be winning four and five games, they'd have fired his ass and not thought twice of it. So, wh- why are we so upset that he left after 12 years of a program? I understand he he left during the season because his season's still alive. Um but, I think we need to be mad at LSU. Like LSU, you couldn't fucking wait a month. Why are you calling up Brian Kelly? You know what I mean? it's it's just the mm. way the system it's ruined. The system mm. is ruined. If you want to if you want to contact, let's say, so the Raiders, for instance, the Raiders have been without a head coach for weeks now. John Gruden mm. resigned. They can't contact other teams until the tampering period's over, which mm. isn't until January. Mm. Uh, There needs to be some sort of regulation in college football. This is going to keep happening because Mm. let's let's move right into it. Lincoln Mm. Riley leaves Oklahoma. As soon as that team loses. And he knows at that point, they're not a championship contender. He he leaves and goes to USC, which is a massive hiring for them. I think that is a absolute home run for them. Uh, It's, it's gonna probably revive them right away. I think they'll be good right away. Um, I've already seen decommitments from Oklahoma and other uh, other schools, and all of a sudden, all across my Twitter feed, there's UFC commits, which uh, uh, I don't ever see that. So, I mean, I, I think it's gonna be huge for them. Uh, what's your opinion on Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma? Similar, or are you kind of like, ah, well, his season was over? Like, what's your deal? doing? Well,
1: there? the uh, in terms of where the programs ran. At, um, currently, in the stature, their their prestige is. This is kind of a, a lot of people think it's a lateral move, or maybe a little Absolutely bit downgrade. Not. Um, that, that's what A lot of people. That, that's what that's what some people are saying. They're saying it's a lateral move, or it's a little bit of a downgrade. Now, I think lateral move. Okay, but where USC is right now. If we were talking about the early two thousands, this is a, for sure an upgrade. Uh, it, regardless, though, he goes to USC. And instantly, he has a five-star quarterback that's committed to him at in Oklahoma. Is now headed to USC, amongst a few others. Um,
0: Obviously, that's tw- going to happen, though.
1: The, the The Pac-12 isn't as strong as it used to be. I mean, outside of Oregon, uh, you, you could you could find USC in a couple of years where uh, Pete Carroll had them. We don't know, but it could. It's it's prep for that he got 110 million dollars um USC is buying both of his homes in Norman for 500,000 I'm reading it right now and uh they're buying him a 6 million dollar home in LA and now yep. he's got unlimited now he's got unlimited uh private jet 24/7 so he made out in, in terms of perks and everything like that so but, real quick uh, real... yeah what
0: 110 million dollars okay yeah you just said USC's buying both of his homes for a total of a million. They're buying him yep. a 6 6 million dollar home in LA and unlimited use of a private jet. You just said all that. And you want to tell me that it's an equivalent job? No, it, brother.
1: Well, it ain't. Uh, <laughs> in terms of the school, the program, not, not oh. the uh, not, not the bathhouses that you can go in and you know and have a happy time, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but, again, we, we both agree that the system has got to get revamped somehow, and maybe it does or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Um, it just – the where I come from is I just feel bad for the kids because now, you know, those Notre Dame players are going to be playing the remaining games without the guy that – I mean, you know, a lot of the times the assistant coaches are the help recruit, but they're – I mean, a lot of times – sometimes those kids commit to the coach, not the school, and – I just you just feel for him a little bit. And I felt especially for those dudes that uh, were left hanging in Cincinnati to to get piped by Georgia, whoever it was, when he left for Notre Dame. So um Yeah, I don't know. I
0: get it. Don't get me wrong, I truly get it, but at the same time, it's like I'm not gonna beat these coaches up because it truly at the end of the day, it's a business and and, and these players. Can go in the transfer portal whenever they want. Nobody bats an eye. I mean, these players can leave for the draft, and nobody bats an eye. Nobody's truly committed to one another, and that's one of those things where if you're if you feel your coach is truly committed, like I feel about Harbaugh, why would I attack him and want him to leave? I mean, I don't want to circle back to Harbaugh, but it's like it's one of those things. If you feel like you have a coach and you feel like they're committed let's try and make sure everything's right before we go and fire him. Because truly like if we fire Harbaugh at the end of last season, who knows where we'd be right now, you know? Mm -hmm. So I mean, going back to this, it's like LSU, they seen an opportunity. They don't have a head coach. They announced weeks ago, they were going to be letting go of theirs and they put out a massive offer. And Brian Kelly told Notre Dame, I don't even want you to match it. Don't bother. So He didn't want to be there. Sorry. Like, it just, I'm okay with it. It it is what it is. It sucks. Like, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, do you think he really would, ask yourself this. Do you think he leaves for LSU a month early? Three weeks early, whatever you want to say. If he actually thinks he has a national championship team at Notre Dame, I don't think he thinks he has a chance. They got beat by Cincinnati. Cincinnati's better Ooh. than Cincinnati' And Cincinnati's a team that everybody wants to leave out, apparently. So right. it's just a weird situation. Oklahoma, I'm intrigued to see who they're going to get because that is a good job, as you said. That's a Did, good job. But it's also a job really that's that going logo? to the SEC. Who do they fill it with?
1: I th- didn't they get uh, Clemson's D.C.?
0: Venable? I know that's the rumor, but I haven't seen oh, anything God. official on that. That is oh, they. Okay. That's like the okay. top candidate they want. Okay. Yeah, he used to be the DC for them at some point, right? Okay.
1: And, and re- real quick too, before we go on to the, the next thing that you got planned, you know, I, I, I just I might have I might come off with a little with a bad flavor towards Brian Kelly just because he's Notre Dame and that's a, a rival of Michigan. I and I get, I it. Just, I get it. I get it. And I just like beating him because when he gets. When he gets taken care of on the field or whatever, he he turns purple and he yells at his quarterback. That's my favorite thing to see. You know, that's 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 fantastic for me. I love it. in my veins. However, now that he's out of uh, South Bend and he's in Baton Rouge, got more money to play with in terms of recruiting and stuff like that, more resources. Because with Notre Dame, obviously you have a little, I'm not, I don't know the details. I'm not a, a recruiting expert or guru, but you know that. The recruiting is a little bit more aggressive down there. And so we'll see what he's really made of. If he's gonna be able to put up, you know, cause obviously like with Jim Harbaugh and Stanford, that was a great a great run because you're only allowed to recruit certain people or certain players because of grades and all that you know, stuff like that. Kind of goes with Michigan a little bit, but obviously, uh Brian Kelly's got a lot to a lot on his plate now.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a, that was a huge factor, I'm sure. And he actually was, apparently he's been quoted saying Notre Dame can't win a national championship. That's, the way that the system is, it won't allow them to. They're yeah, just, those, if
1: those dopes would just join the Big Ten and save everyone all the damn heartache, would it be, I mean, come on. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye.
0: But really, that's uh, that's all I got. I was going to say we should talk college football but, or playoffs, but we kind of already touched on it with, with the question. I didn't realize there was a question on that. Um I think a lot of this will sort itself out next week and you know, we could sit here and argue about it for 25 minutes about all the possibilities, but really we're one week away from really knowing. So we'll, uh, we'll save that for next week and react, uh, to the reaction of Michigan, Iowa, and, and what the playoff sits. Cause at this point next week, we're going to know who's the final four. So, all right, that's a wrap. Michigan hoops plays, uh, North Carolina tonight, so we'll uh we'll shut her down. Anything else, uh anything else to add?
1: <sighs> not not much. Um I just gotta say if uh if you're out there, you're a Michigan fan, um, you know, I, I post them on, on the real talk page from time to time and I'll probably do it here once we get off uh off the air here. But uh go on YouTube and check out my uh my page there at maze rage eighty six M A I Z E R A G E eighty six. And uh now that Michigan is uh got the blood pumping in my heart again and my soul is singing. Uh, I've been starting to pump out some more hype videos and stuff like that. And uh I got one going here for uh Indy this weekend. So if you like watching hype videos, if you don't like watching hype videos, we gives the shit right. Just uh if you feel like it go on there and uh and check me out.
0: It's good stuff. I've seen uh seen the last two Ohio State in the in the Iowa one, the Iowa one is a, it's a very unique hype video. And I dug it, I dug the way it started and dug the way it went through. So, uh, go check it out. Make sure you post a link in the real talk page so everybody can see it. Um, last thing, go blue. What a, what a great season this has been. Win or lose on Saturday. And, uh, what, one last thing I wanted to say. Oh, that's right. Fuck Ohio.
1: <laughs> go blue, buddy.
0: Real talk route.